Morning, guys. You guys know who it is. Your host of the most, your gracious host, John Hunter, back with Can We Fix It with my partner in crime, Sean Malloy. Sean, what's up, man? Hey, man. What's going on? Did you say good morning? I did say good morning. It's, you know, it comes out at I eight. mean, we do have it Friday at 8, but uh-huh. we can't assume as much as we want people to listen to this the moment it uh, it pops up. We can't assume the, okay, well, the time good, zone they're listening in. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Yeah. Whatever time you're listening to. Guys, this is gonna be a stick. You're gonna be a stickler about. Are we? Is, is this how we're starting the day? Are we going no. to? Are we just going to take shots? <laughs> so we're gonna do. We're gonna be sticklers today. on what we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, so today, guys, what we're talking about, as we drew from the hat last week, uh, today we're going to cover the Assassin's Creed movie, not specifically not the games, because you know games are great, most of them, um, but the movie. We'll talk about the games a little bit. So you know, for those of you. who don't really like because we're gonna have to bring up the games to kind of break that down to kind of talk about some mm-hmm. of the problems in the movie um but yeah we'll kind of go over that the Assassin's Creed movies we were focusing on uh Sean anything you want to add in terms of what we're gonna do today uh no oh cool. I think we'll we'll get into it as we get into it I think you kind of covered the bases yeah okay awesome so since you're not gonna add anything Sean I'll just do the whole <laughs> podcast you know why don't you just sit back and just let me talk myself yeah you know, yeah <laughs> Anyway, you got this one. Yeah, so Assassin's Creed movie, um, another Sean, another. Yeah, remember we talked about another 2016 one. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's about, man. Honestly, that's just um, that's weird. It was the beginning of the end. Yeah, apparently. 2016 was just uh, these. A lot of our movie, a lot of these have just been 2016. But anyway, um, yeah, my uh, Assassin's Creed made off the movie, made off a very famous game. Um, cast wasn't really a it wasn't really a huge thing for me obviously they got the guy i when assassin's creed got announced i was nervous but i was excited because assassin's creed is my favorite my personal favorite game uh series mm-hmm. same um so and they got they got michael fassbender i was like obviously that's awesome i was happy about that and here's the thing sean i didn't know what story cause, well should we give it like a little background first and kind of i guess people who haven't like played the game because i realized after rewatching the movie what I why I I realized why I didn't like it. I realized why uh, I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, if you want to give a brief kind sure. of rundown of what the games are and Sure, sure, sure. And I won't I won't go into too much detail. So basically so Assassin's Creed is literally so and most people probably see trailers and like, oh it takes place during a period in time. Yes and no. Assassin's Creed actually takes place the actual actual story takes place in the future what it is, you have a character, and the first game starts off with a character named Desmond, and he's with this company, right? And this company is looking for a specific ancient artifact. And what they do is they put your character into this thing uh, called an Animus. And most people are like, oh, it's like the Matrix. It's like, oh, kind of, kind of, but different. So what an Animus does, what's their theory is Assassin's Creed is that your DNA holds the memories of your ancestors and the Animus can access that and you can, and they can go through it to kind of see it there. You go through the story of your ancestor to see if there's clues about finding these artifacts and there's two different divisions, the Templars and the Assassins, both looking for these things. So you, that's why you, that's why you see all these periods in time in terms of, uh, of what you're, of what you're looking for. The first game starts out in the religious crusades. Uh, and then eventually they make uh, three more games off of one character's story when they go to the Italian Renaissance and it goes from there at different periods in time. So um, that's kind of like the basis of it. So, and Sean, for me, the first thing I want to address is that um, I feel like I feel like people who probably never played the game 
might enjoy the movie more than like maybe you or me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Well, so I think this is kind of like I think you're you're kind of right because um, I know Carrie, my wife. For those who don't know, um, she's not a big gamer. She's um, you know watched me play some of the Assassin's Creed games and, and some other games and stuff. She enjoyed the movie. I I think I enjoyed it more than you did. Yeah, um, I did. Okay, and, listen, and maybe I didn't maybe we'll it. get into that. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Again, I didn't hate hate it. It just wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't. I didn't realize until like I said rewatched. So like, go ahead. I'll, I'll get back into it. I didn't hate it. Okay. But well, so problems. so here here's my theory is I think especially for the people who have played uh, video games and then go to see the movies that they're based off of, it's a little bit of a different experience than seeing a movie based off a book because when you're playing a game, you're you're, you're the one making the decisions. Um, even if it's in a linear game or whatever, you're you're still the one actively controlling it. You know what I mean? Versus a book, you're mm-hmm. just reading it as it plays out. Um, video games, you know, definitely present storytelling in a, a much more involved way. Um, and so I think you have your own perceptions of of kind of the story or whatever, and you're maybe in your brain, whether purposefully or subconsciously, kind of creating little moments or stories. Um, between the actual cutscenes and narrative that the actual game writers have created for you. So I think people go in, they have this um, this expectation of like, oh, well, when I played the game, this is kind of how my character was or, you know, my perception of it. And then you see it and it's like, well, that's not at all what I expected and, and all that stuff. So I think to me, that's why video game movies have always kind of been the redheaded stepchild of, yeah, of they're adaptations. Tough. They're um, tough. You know, and uh, I, I think another thing too is, um, I totally just blank blanked on what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I think that's the biggest thing is people they have higher expectations because they're more involved with with those original source material. Yeah, no, exactly. And here's my thing: like, uh, mm-hmm. again, video game video game adaptations are tough, um, just because like. Like, these video games are, like, when they make a video game into a movie, it's usually because that's a very beloved game or popular game. Mm-hmm. So people, like, are like, okay, so if you're going to make this, you know, you better do it right. And it just doesn't end up right a lot of the time. Like, it, mm-hmm. a lot of time it just really doesn't. Um, it makes me nervous for future video game movies coming out because eventually they're going to make a Metal Gear Solid movie. And I, I worry about that. I mean, they've made, um, I mean, here's the thing, Resident Evil, I actually enjoyed the Resident Evil movie, at least the first one. Yeah, the first um, one's good. Yeah, I actually really and, enjoyed and that. And Mortal Kombat's kind of a, a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. First of all, I um, love Mortal Kombat all, every oh, yeah, second same. of it because I grew up with that, so it was awesome. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, but all the time it doesn't work. They made, didn't they make a Doom movie with The Rock? They did. And that yeah. didn't do well. A lot of people didn't like it, but there, I think if I recall correctly, there was one section where... Carl Urban's character uh, basically gets like superhuman strength and has like a, a couple minute long sequence that's all just first person and it's very similar to the game. Yeah, and apparently a lot of people like loved that part. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the movie because uh, I was just like, oh, I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> just I was like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay on that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, tell me this, Sean. Did, did the fact that it was they did they because like okay the thing is we we put all these Assassin's Creed games right and they have just excellent riveting stories and mm-hmm. I think the fact is I was like oh man 
which storyline are they going to go with? They're going to start at the beginning with Desmond and go to think. And mm-hmm. the thing is, they just they did the Spanish Inquisition in the movie, mm-hmm. and which is not shown in any of the games. Like it's not. It's just a, it's a completely new storyline. Same concept for the movie, completely, completely new story. I don't know, did that bother you or not? Did you want to see something from a, make one of the games? Because for me, I really wanted to see that because the story from the game is just so good already that I feel like they could have just made it off of that. So, I mean, yes and no. I, I, I think I had the same expectations of, okay, this is going to be maybe Desmond's story um, and he's visiting, like, another... Um, ancestors memories or something like that uh and then when they announced that like it was kind of all new but it was still in the assassin's creed universe i was like you know what that that's fair like i'm okay with that i I didn't have any issues and um some of the um names and characters in uh the movie have popped up in more recent games i can't remember specifically who i think uh rickon is uh jeremy irons characters is mentioned yeah he is uh aguilar come up uh, a couple times in some of the more recent games um so yeah i I didn't mind that um since this was your from your list even though again we drew it from that i Mm -hmm. I want you to go first or i'll let you go first okay what so what was it that you wanted you you either wanted or you wanted change or you didn't like or you know okay so here's the thing there's a couple things and there's one over i didn't realize it till i finished the movie um, and there's because there's one over overlying thing that gets me more than everything, but there's a couple little things. Um, also, just to kind of add into your point, um, I don't know if you remember one of the guys who was in the prison with him, Michael K. Williams, um, yeah, who played Musa. Musa, yeah, yep, yeah. He mentioned a character that um, uh, he said, well, he said my other name is Baptiste, who yeah. is mentioned uh, throughout some of the Assassin's Creed games. Recently, remember I, I I was talking to Sean the other day, guys, and I was saying. I needed a I needed a new game to play. I was like, let me go back and just see if the PlayStation Store has some deals on something. And I saw Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is one of those games. It was like the last game they made for PS3 uh, before they made uh, the new Assassin's Creed for the PS4 and had it remastered. So I said, I decided to play it. Sean, I beat the game already. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went through because I guess I just I just beat I just played Witcher three. Okay. Like, plus the DLCs and it was just un- in unbelievably long with a lot of stuff but it was amazing so playing this game just felt super short but yeah uh super underwhelming actually okay yeah really disappointed so they just mentioned some characters they just want to throw that in there yeah super underwhelming for uh assassin's creed rogue and yeah, didn't really like being the templar i'm not gonna lie to you um spoilers i mean it's called rogue <laughs> and he wasn't really a templar he was kind of like okay he's a rogue whatever anyway <laughs> Well, so, I haven't played that one yet, so. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I know, he, I know he's a Templar, but anyway. So Baptiste is in Rogue. He's that he's mentioned because they they will go back and mention certain things and like some other characters are mentioned. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it sticks with the story, which is okay. Like I understand. And here's the thing: that's not like a selling. It's not like a turning point for you. It's like, oh, you didn't use one of the stories in the game. Like it's going to be a terrible movie. No, it wasn't even like that. I said, okay, you know, again, I wanted to give this movie. I wanted to give this movie every chance because I really, really wanted the movie to be good. I was like, I want Assassin's Creed to be awesome. And I want it to be awesome not just for people who've never played the game. I want it to be awesome for people who've played the game. Because there's so much to do. And the mm-hmm. thing is, um, I just... I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know because like I feel like... I feel like it was just... I feel like there was just so much left on the table. I feel like 
they didn't do enough with the story they were going with. That was number one. Like, if you're going to make a new story, then you better, like, really come with it. Like, come with it and mm-hmm. make some make some stakes. Like, you know, like, it has to be some, like, some high stakes going on here. But my biggest overlying problem, and we can come, we'll come back to it after I let you talk about what your problem was, was the fact okay. that the most exciting part about Assassin's Creed in the games is when you're going into the ancestor story and and playing through their story or something like that. And I feel like the movie focused way more attention on what was going on outside the animus. Mm-hmm. That was the main part of the movie, which was the story outside the animus. It wasn't really even that much about what was happening. And he had some scene, cool scenes when he went into the animus, but it was more along the lines of like, oh, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go in there. And it's like when he went in there and it was just like, like, oh, here's what's happening. This little quick thing about like what's going on in this Aguilar's character inside the Animus. And like that's the whole thing. The movie should have been focused more on what's going on inside. Like or at least make it even. Because like that's not the cool part about Assassin's Creed is what's happening outside. That's cool and all but not like what set what makes Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed. And that was my main overall concern because I feel like you just left so much on the table. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, in their defense, they were given two hours to fully explain, you know, what the Animus is, convey to the audience kind of like, you know, the, the present day and the past and all that stuff and do a lot of world building because obviously Assassin's Creed is a very detailed, um, intricate, complex story that, you know, obviously we have the present day abstergo and assassins and then we have you know throughout history the templars versus assassins and then um as we find out slight spoilers for a you know 10 year old game uh and we find out in assassin's creed 2 about the you know the ones that came before and and all that stuff it's just Mm -hmm. like okay whoa like you know how much more can we we put in there so yeah they they had a lot to fill um so I watched the I rewatched the movie again this morning, um, so maybe mine my, my take or whatever might be a little bit fresher or maybe less fresh because I didn't have a chance to maybe uh, digest it as much as you did watching it earlier in the week. But the the biggest thing that I remember um, watching it this morning and, and having issues with it over and over again was the whole plot point of um, uh, Marion. Cotillard? Cotillard. I'm not sure. Cotillard. Cotillard, yeah. I think. Cotillard. Yeah, not, uh, uh, played... so- Sophia, right? Rickman? Sophia, Rickin. yeah. Rickon. So Rickin. her whole... I believe it's Rickon. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call her Sophia. So her whole, um, you know, plot point for existing in this movie is she wants to find the quote-unquote cure to violence, which yeah. is so... Oh, my goodness, yes. ...stupid. It sounds like something a fifth grader wrote not even a fifth grader a second grader well i i want to find the cure to violence um and it just sounds so ham-fisted you know and and uninspired because obviously so and i I, maybe i missed it when you gave the whole uh rundown of the assassin's creed video game franchise the whole point of of pieces of edens are these uh old yeah. Um, artifacts that can that have different powers, and in this movie, they're trying to you know uh, find the apple Eden, which 
basically controls people. Um, so yeah, it's just like we want to find this apple to control people, and that's how we'll cure violence. Like you know, like what exactly? I didn't, I didn't go into what the artifacts were, but yeah, they're called pieces of Eden, and the apple was the first one that you go through in the games, and it's kind of like bro, that's exact, and that's I'm thank you for bringing that up because I missed that point. Um, yeah, I just like oh my goodness, like like I, I that also that's never ever even remotely been talked about in the game because the whole thing is like yeah we need to find these pieces of eden because they both both sides think the other side is not gonna do us right with it but the templars in general mm-hmm. were like we have to, we're the templar order we know how the world needs to act and we should be controlling the world that way everybody behave and the assassins are all about like freedom like no like free will yeah yeah we're like people need to like just live their lives the way they live them let people make sorry and the templar is like no we need to bring order to the world so that's that's the there's the uh, problem. There's the um, there's the head to head right there, and mm-hmm. the whole thing was like, oh, I'm trying to cure violence, like it's just awful. It's awful, and yeah. I'm so glad you brought up that point. Like I didn't like that either. I yeah. didn't like that either. And then my my other main complaint was um, how they portrayed the animus with yes. that weird. Yes, that's my other one too. Go ahead. Yeah. Like so, in the video games, basically the the present day character they they lie down on a table and they're sort of you know kind of what John was saying, uh, Matrix esque, Matrix kind of hook up, and then their their brains perceive the world around them as something else. Versus in Assassin's Creed, the movie, um, he's like hooked up to this weird mechanical arm thing and then they project the uh you know the scenario or whatever around him and he's basically he's still living his his characters uh or his ancestors memories but now everyone else can see it and it's done in a weird way and it just you know it was for the sake of i don't know style i guess i guess because he was Um, jumping around and the thing made him jump and he needed to jump and run and run and he was like, yeah. It was that was whole, and then they, then they were they kept showing scenes of him acting the stuff out with nothing around yeah. him. It was just weird looking. It was like awkward, and it's just like, no, that's just so that's so strange. Like, why do you have this giant claw? Like, like one of those claws. You know, we like go to the you go to the arcade and you want to put a quarter in, and you get the claw, you try to get the toys. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. And I was just like, he's just attached to one and is moving him around. Is it's just really strange because like <laughs> it's like in in Assassin's Creed, like he's like, all right, cool, sit down. You're gonna get in the Animus. Let's hook you up, and you put the thing over your head and your eyes, and it's just like, okay, boom, like uh, let's go, and then you go through. You see, yeah. the, you see the big warp tunnel, and then we're there, and then like it was, it was cool. It's cool. This one was yeah. just like, okay, um, I don't know what that is. Um, and I remember seeing that in the trailer. I remember seeing that in the trailer, and I was like, is that supposed to be mm-hmm. the Animus? And then that's when I, that's when I knew. I was like, this is not going to be good, is it? Or I'm yeah. not going to be completely happy with this. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else uh, that was a um, big issue? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, and the the other thing is with the animus, and, and you kind of touched on it when you know they we'd be in um, in the past, and we're watching you know Aguilar doing his fight sequence, and I thought the core uh, the fight choreography was great. Yeah, um, that wasn't bad. No, movie. that wasn't bad at all. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. But then, like you said, they would cut between past and present to show. Uh, Cal, the present day character, doing it, and then you know he's either depending on the angle, you, he's not interacting with anybody, or he's uh, you know doing it to like a faint projection from the what the machine's showing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it just it kind of takes you out because then you're, you're you're starting to get sucked into the the past narrative where they're trying to rescue this um, prince. I can't remember uh, the Prince of Granada uh, or mm-hmm. Grenada, and so you're like, oh, you know, they're going to rescue him, whatever, and then suddenly there's like a two second cut to the present to show you know that he's matching up with what he's doing or whatever. It's like, oh wait, no, go back. Um, and then the other thing is it was very sepia tone throughout the movie. It was very orange and brown. That's a really, did you did a, you pick up on that? That's okay. So you know that's a really interesting but very accurate accurate way to describe it. Like I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Like that just makes a lot of like that, what you said. Like it makes a lot of sense. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about it until until now. And yes, that's I mean I, I know very true, very true. And kind of go kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying. Like my overall issue with the movie, and I think, and I get I understand because they had a two hour window. But that's my thing. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make it a two hour movie, use the original story. Okay, mm-hmm. add thirty minutes on. Use the original story, and because you can tell it, you can you can you can do it. If you're gonna make a new story, then cut out some extra. Cut out some of this extra nonsense that you threw in there, um, with him meeting other people and whatnot, and having a whole facility full of people. Because, mm-hmm. like you know, focus on the main character, and then that way you can do the animus right. You can explain the animus because the story about Assassin's Creed. Now, what I'm trying to tell you guys earlier is that Assassin's Creed, when you play it and you get to go back and play in these time periods, because they really like the whole. And Assassin's Creed has remember the you know the message before every game, Sean. Like, hey, this game was made by a, a team of. Um, multicultural and multi-religious yeah. people when mm-hmm. you see characters who are loosely based like they really put some effort into it like in the, mm-hmm. in, in the first game you're in the religious crusades like I think Altair's story would have been good but I think what would have got everybody especially all Assassin's Creed fans if they did Ezio's story then it would have been great because the second iteration of Assassin's Creed because they made a second game which was just great and it was so good that they made two sub games off the second game Called Assassin's Creed. It was Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Two Revelations trilogy. All of his one ancestor Ezio Altatore uh, is during the Italian Renaissance, which was so good because like you start meeting characters. Like he started what he meets. He meets Da Vinci, who uh, becomes one of his friends and makes some stuff. And like it's just it's a really good story. So I was like that. The story inside the Animus is the captivating part. And I think, remember I told you, the first time I watched this Assassin's Creed, the first time I watched the movie, because I didn't go to the theater to see it, because I didn't want to pay to have my heart broken by another bad movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I watched it at home, and I remember being like half asleep while I was watching it. I missed so much of the movie. I was like, oh, I should probably watch it again. I'm wide awake, right? I watched it earlier. I watched it last week. So I'm like wide awake. And I remember watching, and I remember myself getting sleepy. I was like, how is this happening? Like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? And I remember I was like, it's like Assassin's Creed, and like there's some action parts. Like, why am I getting tired? And I realized, like, I was just like, they're spending so <laughs> Why much Why am I getting tired? <laughs> exactly. I was like, they're spending so much time, they're spending so much time outside the Animus that I'm like, man, there's a lot of extra talking, a lot of extra talking, a lot of extra scenes that we don't need. Like, the story was, the movie was more about the story of Cal rather than Aguilar. And it should be, it should have been even at least, but they should have spent more time inside. That's my thing. And I feel like if they did, because of all the stories that Assassin's Creed gives you, It'd have been amazing. Mm. I don't know. So, I slightly disagree. Okay. Because and, I think... And you're dead to me, so... 
Uh, <laughs> all right, thank <laughs> you guys for joining us for another episode of Can We Fix It? Uh, and our last one. All right, yeah. goodbye. Um, no, so I think if because I think it's a double bladed sword, double edged sword, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Yep. Of if you or if they adapted Assassin's Creed two or or you know even the original Assassin's Creed, and it still failed, then then here we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I hear that. I hear that. Better that they maybe do it with new characters, and then you can kind of like ignore it a little bit. Sure. Versus like, oh man, they ruined Ezio by doing this, or they ruined Altair by doing That's that. That's true. That you is know? true. Because people, because so, I, I definitely would be the one to come after him if they messed up a story. <laughs> yeah. Now you can um, obviously retread some of those similar story beats, but I think um, I, I do like that they did a different character. Um, so here's how I think they they should have done it here's how i would fix it firstly it's not a movie it's a tv show yes no for sure no no, no. assassin's creed in general would make a way better tv show than it does a movie mm-hmm. for sure 100 percent. and then i would so obviously you know the the biggest thing again looking at like the games it's probably 80 20 maybe 90 10 in terms of uh, playing the, the the past and present day sections, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on which game you play, there's a little bit more of a, a present day element than some of the others. Yeah. But overall, obviously, a majority of the game is spent in the past, and there is a story um, there. And then the the whole reason why we have the present day is because they're trying to, you know, Abstergo in the first one is trying to use Desmond's memories to find the piece of Eden. Um, and, you know, he's then trying to, or not trying to, but he's slowly figuring out, like, you know, oh, this isn't just a, um, uh, you know, science experiment or whatever. Like, you know, there's there's more to it than, than what I thought kind of thing. Um, so I think, you know, they do it as a, a TV show, and each season can maybe be a, a new assassin if we want. Exactly. Um, and a majority of it takes place in the animus and i would i would kind of liken the presentation to maybe like westworld um or uh the new um watchman hbo uh mm-hmm. series where you think you kind of know what's going on which i think obviously for fans of like assassin's creed you'll obviously know like okay um it takes place in both the past and the present or or near future but I would have the first episode, I would have it be a little bit of a longer episode, um, you know, hour and a half, two hours, something like that, where, you know, you're doing the world building and um, all that for the past. And then throughout the episode, again, similar to the first Assassin's Creed game, if you recall, when you're watching a cutscene, there might be like a little, yep. uh, like, kind of glitch or graphic, and you can yes. press the button to change you're reading, the angle. reading my mind. Yeah, so something like that that's just kind of like, okay, this isn't all... Right, and then it ends with our present day character waking up from the animus, the animus we know from the games, not the movie. Um, and that's how the first episode would end. And then throughout the season, you know, maybe 10, 12 episodes, nothing like super long, but about an hour each. Um, we're focusing on majority of the uh, 
the past, but then, you know, still also having the B-side story of, you know, okay, what's going on in the future? Is this person held captive? Are they unaware of what they're actually being used for? Um, and they can do, like, a single episode where it is just all present day to kind of build that story up a little bit. Sure. But then go back into um, the, the the past and focus more on that. And then, you know, interchange as needed. Um, and, I, again, I mentioned, like, Westworld because obviously they had the whole twist of, of certain stuff, which I've only... Unfortunately, I've only seen the first season. I need to get back and, and catch up on the, the last two. Um, and then Watchmen 2... Uh, they had that one episode where um, that that God, I can't I can't remember her character, um, Regina Hall's character. Yeah, where she uh, took that drug and is like basically re- reliving her grandfather's memories, and it's all in black and white. And at first, like I saw the the, the preview for like next week on Watchmen, I was like this episode's gonna suck, and it was like the best episode. It was so, so good. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what you do in reverse of like you focus on the present day stuff build more of that story of like okay you know why is it we're we're doing this and we're reliving these memories and what is it the you know abstergo slash the templars really want um so that's that's how i would fix it i wouldn't fix the movie i think because again i i I enjoy the movie i gave it looking at my imdb i gave it an eight out of (laughs) ten oh you're generous Um, i maybe i after watching again this morning i i would maybe drop it to a seven but i don't think it's below a seven i think seven is definitely um, at least where it should be, but to change the movie, I would, you know, I would maybe come up with a better MacGuffin of to cure violence. Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For and sure. I would also get rid of the the animus uh, arm claw arm thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, the cast is great. I love the cast. Like if if we could somehow rework this movie into the show and keep that same cast, then great. Yeah, I mean, but obviously. obviously yeah. We, if we're going by what Ubisoft, the publishers of the game, want, um, the movie is still part of the the canon, so we would go elsewhere with the show. Yeah, exactly. But that's how I would fix it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we got Sean's, and just to remind everybody that we don't just do bad movies on here. We do movies where it's just like, okay, maybe it was not bad, but it needs some help. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, again, I. Didn't I mean. Looking at it, it has a five point seven on IMDb, so yeah, it's technically bad. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to play devil's advocate and kind of give you your, you know, yeah. give you your due here to, to justify uh, my eight. Yeah, I'm just help, I'm helping you out here as a friend. For me, yes, I didn't like the well, movie. I, I thought the movie needed a lot of help. It just what? Just like what do you give it out of ten? Oh Lord, I hate, I hate giving stuff out of ten because there's just so many movies I've seen that it's tough. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Like a. a, 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 a a 5.5. Okay. <laughs> so, a little bit above average. Yes. Yes. Because it wasn't horrible. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It just wasn't special for me. It wasn't special. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, because, like I said, for me, because uh, one thing Assassin's Creed, like the games do, one thing they really have a good, they do a good job doing is telling two different stories in the same story. Like, they mm-hmm. do the past and the present. They just, they interchange it really well. And they, you're very right. It's a lot of the time, like, overall between all... Because some, some games do more present than others. Some games, you're just in the Animus, like, for most of the... Just almost all the game, and it's awesome. But I don't mind the present part either, because you need it. You need to tell that story also to really tell you what's going on and why they're 
why you're in the past in the first place, which is cool, and they do a good job of that. I think your point of it needing to be a show is probably the most valid thing that we'll say all all you know podcasts today, that Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed would do better as a TV show. And I think it really will. I mean, honestly, it just makes sense. Um, it would definitely do better as a TV show. Um, I think... I think if you did... Yeah, I would definitely keep the same cast. Um, I wouldn't change anything. And obviously, Michael Fassbender's great. Um, I would definitely, like I said, switch over maybe 80%. 80% of the show. I love your idea of having the whole show, like, maybe in the past, going through that story, and the end of it, him, like, some it glitching out and him taking off the thing. And it's like, you meet the people of Abstergo, I think. Um, again, I'm going to talk freely about Assassin's Creed, the first one, because... Honestly, I'd be very shocked if you're an Assassin's Creed fan and you, or somewhat a fan and you still haven't played the first game yet. <laughs> like, because yeah. like, you realize, like, you know, Desmond, like, you're at, you're at Abstergo, and Abstergo is the present-day Templars, and, you know, Desmond, eventually, like, you see see the change of him, like, realizing, like, as he's in the thing, like, wait a minute, I might be here with the bad people right now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the whole thing with, like, because you remember the girl who in the first one who was like putting him in and out and putting him in and out of the animus and helping him out. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Like, I was just, she ended up like, hey, listen, we need to get out of here because these people are bad. Yeah. We're actually with the assassins. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Like, something like that, man. Honestly, like, something like that. Like, throw a twist in there. You can put that in. That's like, a, that's a great season finale. That's a great season finale. Because mm-hmm. in, in, in the end of the game, the first one, you know, you have Altair. And he has to end up fighting his former master, who is like, you know, trying to use the pieces of Eden for evil. And you go back to the present, and it's like, hey, we gotta get out of here. We're actually for a dip. When you actually, when you, we actually get to work to assassins, these people are Templars. And at this point, because think about it, the whole time you don't, in the whole, the whole time you don't know Abstergo is Templars. Like you just know, oh, Abstergo. And then you find out because like, you're playing through the past, like, oh, oh, Templars are bad. And you find out, oh, these dudes are Templars. Obviously, they're not good. We gotta get out of here, and I think that makes for a great. I think they make for a great series. Yes, mm-hmm. um, for the movie, yeah. yeah. For the movie, though, again, um, I hated, like you said, I hated the idea, of like, oh, um, I'm trying to erase the idea of violence. No, you're that means you're trying to control free will, and you could have, you could have yeah. just, you could just, just say that. <laughs> yeah, because it would have been, it would have been better. She's like, I'm trying to erase violence. No, say we're the Templars, and we want to. We the world can't be trusted to control itself on its own. They need a, they need order and stability, and we're gonna bring that. You can be like, oh, that would have been a better like, like listen, this is what we do, and this we're gonna do it, and this is how we're gonna do it. But no, <laughs> no, it didn't work out that way. Um, I don't know, man. But again, like I said, my over my overarching thing, overarching theme is that they focus too much, too much, because the movie was mainly outside, and it was a little bit of parts inside, and I feel like the inside part is more you know, riveting and compelling. And I think that people would have been like, oh, this is cool if you focus more on that. But again, like you said, two-hour movie, tough to really do that. Have both. Show would have worked out a little bit better. Yeah. So I think the way to fix it, like I said, for me on my end, focus more on what's happening inside the Animus. Make that maybe a little bit more, you know, detailed and more of your main story. And honestly, that's how I would fix that one. That's how I'd fix Assassin's Creed. And that's my bottom line. We may have different opinions. We both know that needs to be fixed. Think that we have different opinions. You like the movie more than I did. Um, again, didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. So before people get on me, did not hate it. But again, I mean, I'm 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 such a big Assassin's Creed fan that I think maybe that's why I give it a little bit more leeway. Leeway, 
Um, you know, because there's, there's stuff to love and there's stuff to hate. Um, you know, and I think compared to a lot of other video game games, or excuse me, video game movies, um, it, it does a better job because it is, you know, it, it's one thing to take Sonic and oh. here you have this... Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> here you have this animated blue character. Um, and it's just, you know, there's no real story from the video games other than, you know, Dr. Robotnik's evil and you're trying to stop him. Um, where Assassin's Creed, like, obviously there's a lot. So, you know, I commend them for the attempt, but I think, again, they're, they were trying to fit too much into such a small amount of space um, that they were probably going to fail to begin with. You know what I mean? They yeah. should have started a little bit smaller and, and, and worked their way up. Because um, the thing, too, is, you know, looking back at the movie, the way they had the Absurgo compound laid out was so... Like, some of it was kind of cool, but then some of it was just like, what was the point of that? Like, when they put him in the Animus and they gave him the actual hidden blades... I'm like, you just gave him two weapons. <laughs> Why? And he doesn't want, you know, in the beginning, like when he first, you know, arrives or whatever, um, he doesn't necessarily want to be there. It's like, here you gave this guy two sharp blades that he, you know, he doesn't necessarily know how to use them, but that's not going to stop him from still attempting to use them on you um, and taking a couple people out. And then, you know, obviously later he goes in willingly, but... Um, you know that that didn't make sense to me, and then obviously there was a bunch of weapons and stuff throughout, uh, just that were on display. That then you know the other um, test subjects, if you want to call them, get access to because you know people are preoccupied with what's going on with uh, Cal in the Animus. Um, you know they are basically just setting themselves up for failure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just like let's keep these weapons lying around in case one of these people who are trained as who have been trained assassins mentally. Like, decide to have a mental break. Let's just have weapons hanging around. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, it just, it, it, yeah. It, it just, and again, because, like, remember, we don't really see it, like, in the games, first of all, you don't really see other people around. It's really just, like, your guy, and, like, they had a whole, they had a whole thing. Yeah, you're, there. you're, you have a holding room, and then you were in the room where the Animus was, and that's basically where you go in the game. Um, you know, and so to have like this kind of like almost commune, but that's still like guarded or whatever, like, you know, they can't leave, leave, but it seems like for the most part, they do have access to kind of go. There's like a general common room. There's, you know, a couple therapy rooms and research rooms and stuff like that. You know, it, there's a lot more freedom than what you would expect. Um, so. Yeah, no, exactly. And again, they were just walking around like, oh, you're not a prisoner here. It's like, mm, if he had left, you guys would have definitely gone back to get him. Like, don't pretend. Like, he's not a prisoner. Um, yeah. I did like Jeremy Irons' character. I think he did all right. Jeremy Irons is always good, but... Yeah, Jeremy Irons is good. Um, it did seem like he was maybe phoned in a little bit. And again, I think that's partly just because he has to say the phrase, you know, the cure for violence. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> And I, I think he, he just kind of rolls his eyes when he says, he's like, yes, we have to find the cure for violence. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks, for being, thanks for being a part of this. 
you and my you exactly. and Michael Fassbender. But no, man, honestly, yeah, that's it for me. Honestly, that's all I got for in terms of how to fix it. I think um, doing some of the things we said, I really think because here's the thing, I think that would make a really great show. I think it would make a mm-hmm. great show if they just like focus on the story. Like I said, focus, change the way they do the story. I think it would make for an excellent show. I really do. Yeah. Um, I think they, they should put it on, it should be an HBO or Showtime show, you know, mm-hmm. um, an hour long thing. Give it, you know, it's it's not, because the movie was also PG-13 and the games are, are M, which for those of you who, I can't imagine since right now a lot of our friends are the ones listening to this, I can't imagine they don't know the video game rating system compared to the movie rating system, but M is basically the video game equivalent of an R. Um, and so, you know, make the show that same level of, you know, cursing and, and blood and gore and all that shit, which, you know, the games aren't that no, the games intense, are. but, um, you know, but you're, an, but, you're an, have, but you're an assassin and people are getting killed constantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, in some of these, uh, time periods like there is a lot of violence there's like heads on pikes and guillotines and you know hedonism parties and and nudity and and shit so like you know um depending on what time period you pick but you know i think uh yeah i think going i guess we're kind of wrapping up so yeah you know i think a tv show would make the most sense to kind of correct um the the general public's perception of the assassin's creed movie and and video games because obviously the games are still doing very well um even when they uh aren't well received which i mean it's it's very rarely sometimes they get a little bit of franchise fatigue but they're still you know flying off the shelves and are the number one selling game for you know weeks or whatever um so yeah i think uh i think assassin's creed is still very beloved they just need to if they're doing it in a different medium i think tv is the way to do it Agreed. So I guess it's time to ask the question, Sean. Did, were, were we able to fix it? I think so. I think so. I think I think this was a definitive yes. <laughs> I think a definitive yes as well. Definitely yeah. Because I think I think with our changes to make it that you make it something completely different. So I think we have fixed it. Okay, um, Sean, you want to get the hat ready or no? You want to go ahead and tell people uh, you know distribution stuff where to where to find us and all this stuff like that, or do you want me to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I'll do it. So, Sean, you get the hat ready. Sean's going to get the hat ready so we can pick our I got the hat ready. All right, well, basically, guys, uh, yeah, like I said, like, follow. Uh, you find us on all your podcast stuff, uh, Spotify, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. These Apple and Google Podcasts, some, for some reason, sometimes come out a couple of days later, but they'll be on there. Uh, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast, you can find in all these podcast uh, things. I know most people have Spotify or they're either Google or Apple Podcasts. You find us on all those. Uh, definitely go check it out. Like, share, follow us, please. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. Um, and like I said, we every at the end of every show, uh, we dig in the hat, to find a topic for next week. Sean, I'm pretty sure has have all the topics so far been mine. The ones that I put in the hat. Uh, no, Fantastic Four was both of was them. mine because that well, was yeah, the well, I'll give you that well, one. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Um, Batman versus Superman was mine. Was it? I put the I put the same thing. We both put it. Oh, okay, okay. That's right, because we hadn't drawn, uh, we didn't have the hat ready yet. Oh, that's right. That's so we right. both had it, so we just agreed to do that. And then X-Men uh, Apocalypse was yours, and Assassin's Creed the movie was yours. Okay, so we're statistically, you know, in odds, yours is coming up, right? 
I mean, technically, we'll we'll see. All right, cool. Um, Go ahead. So I have it. I have it drawn, and I have. Oh, this is mine. Called it. Um, Jaws two through four. Jaws two through four. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna have to go back because I haven't watched Jaws since I'm pretty sure the '90s. Um, Even the original Jaws? Like I haven't watched it. Like I haven't rewatched it like in a long time. But we could. The do original Jaws, and we'll get into this in, in in next week's episode. The original Jaws is probably probably my all time favorite movie. Oh no, 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 don't don't get me wrong. I have no. The original Jaws is I know I know that that's why you said two through four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Original Jaws is is. Basically, the perfect film. Oh goodness! Here we go. Yes. So now you're gonna um, now you're gonna have to make me sit through two because I've seen two I've seen two through four. I just like it's like oh I gotta go through this again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, and I think you know we'll we'll get into it. Okay. I feel like this happens every episode. We draw it and we're like oh yeah X Men Apocalypse. Da da da. Ah, uh, this thing. Uh no no no. Stop. We <laughs> we have to save it for the episode. Yeah, fair enough. Don't talk so. don't talk about it now. Don't talk about it now. Okay, well yeah, right. that's our show. Um we're talking about Jaws two through four next week. <laughs> Fun stuff. Alright guys. Hey, take it easy, stay safe out there. Obviously, it's a crazy world we're living in. But we love you. Thank you for uh, supporting us, and we will see you on the next episode of Can We Fix It? See you guys next week. Love y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm.